Welcome to Amiga Ireland. It's our December episode. I'm Irla. I'm Rob. And I'm Luke. In today's, this month's episode, a Christmas rendition of a Turrican 2 song. Ami Blitz gets some love. And how to write your own game with the help of Amiga game development tutorial. Nice. We've got that and a whole lot more. But before we get stuck into the news, how's everybody? Um, as I think I say every month, I don't know where the month's gone. Uh, it just flies by and I feel like I've had about two hours to myself over the whole month. I've, I've got a, a lot of uh, Dodgy Rocks done, uh, which is the little game that I was porting for, for John Gervin. Um, so that's that's almost there. I've got my little high score table and everything working in that. Uh, so that's that's ready for making high scores with. Um, oh, what else? Yeah, a bit of trying to fix some problems with the checkmate case and getting making some tweaks for the second batch of things and uh yeah that's uh that's basically been my little bit of time okay that's a lot <laughs> for the last month yeah <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> like i said it feels like about two hours and that's <laughs> but, uh, oh well well, I've been uh, promoting the event a little more locally this time. Thanks to everybody for the um, help as well. Philip, uh, Philip Berg, you were the first person to get in touch and to print out a poster and stick it up at work. That was really mm-hmm. nice. Also, thanks to Graeme, uh, Graeme Mack, Mark C and Colin C for uh, spreading the news. And also thanks to the Utopia Spa in Athlone. They're actually um, they're a really nice massage kind of place next door to us. A lot of uh, I know a lot of people who who actually drive all the way to Athlone just to go for massages there because they're so good. They've actually gone to promote us up there, so I totally uh, totally spoil the atmosphere with the, with the dirty Amiga poster. <laughs> I was say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not not our usual. Uh her usual uh, field yeah so for, for anyone who was asking about you know is there anything for my, my wife or girlfriend or my other you know my other half can do when I'm up there they can definitely go to Utopia They're, they do amazing massages and stuff I've been there a few times mm-hmm. myself but my wife goes a lot and uh, I have a lot of extended family <laughs> now that go there so there you go how are you Luke well you've been leading like a pretty interesting life mine's pretty boring <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, like, my, my day job, retro ready packaging mm-hmm. and packing and, uh, uh, focusing on some new products as well. And, uh, oh, there's, there was one more thing. We had an, uh, Norwich Mega Group meeting, oh, which nice. was really, really good one. You know, last one, uh, this year we had, uh, like, a pretty good turnover around 25, 26 people, as far as I remember. Cool. So a lot of new faces, uh, and, a uh, lot of good talking. Also, the, they've started you know like a stream on twitch it was you know i think it was a second one we had some online um streaming as well Ah. with our mobile phones so slowly slowly developing growing building um user base um in norwich and around norwich in you know like in generally in east anglia so uh pretty good pretty all right nice very good Mm. Just like Rob's doing in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, yeah. We're, we're not really touching those kind of numbers yet, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We've got our, yeah, our, yeah, our meeting yeah. coming up now this weekend, so that should be good. So, uh, yeah, pretty nice. Pretty all right, I must say. Well done, yeah. Let's check out the stream. Cool. Right, let's move on to the news. Go ADF 2.0.2 has been released by Christoph Donat. The idea that the author had was to be able to show information about your ADF files as well before you write them, like the file system type and how much free space is on them and so on, which is kind of an interesting touch. 
It supports different formats like ADF, ADZ, DMZ, HFE. I should also mention that it's shareware and it's a seven euro to register. This one is sort of like the, the super deluxe ADF handling program because it does it basically does everything it really sort of gives you so much information and lets you do lets you manipulate them so much and you know mount them as virtual drives and all that kind of stuff it's kind of it's it's the it's the it's a big deal if you're you know if you have if you if you're dealing with adfs a lot and um, so it's well yeah well worth the, the the few quid if you you know for supporting the author because it's getting fairly regular updates as well oh cool yeah the interface is very nice and very clear yeah, it's a lot of work gone into it. It's, yeah, uh, that's right, but, uh, but it's very clear and uh, pretty intuitive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, pretty nice one. Now, uh, Ami Blitz 3 is getting some uh, updates at the moment. This came out of the blue because it's sort of stagnated. I think the last updates were in 2016. And, um, and you know, sort of Ami Blitz was always... The, the aim was for higher-end Amigas, and so it, it has these weird FPU requirements that have crept in both into the executables it creates and into the environment itself. Now, like on the Amiga, I think this is the nicest programming environment of all the IDEs that there are, but it's kind of hobbled by this FU requirement if you want to make sort of simple stuff for low-end Amigas. So um, so this guy sort of like appeared out of nowhere, basically. Uh, he used to be working on the development early on on Amiblitz, you know, when it when it just became Amiblitz from Blitz Basic. And now he's... Uh, removing the FPU requirements and he's rearranging a lot of the source code, improving the IDE a bit, you know, rearranging some of the library stuff, which has always been a bit of a funny area of Blitz and, um, and basically giving it a a good, a good lick of paint and, uh, you know, um, 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 it's a fairly substantial update. So this, it, it was supposed to be out by now, but there uh, are some slight issues with it, but there's a, an imminent release very soon. So that'll be version 3.7. So hopefully before Christmas. And that, that that's great news for anyone who's programming in Blitz. Right. Right, another thing is Amiga Game Development is a series of uh, tutorials in Assembler. A guy uh, called Grammy Cowie, uh, who's an author of uh, uh, Rigaport, uh, is conducting a series of tutorials. These tutorials are mainly directed at beginners, actually. They help and guide you through OCS and AGA uh, chipsets and how to write games using uh, Assembler. And there are already there are already five episodes, so uh, oh. have a look. Oh, very good. Yeah. Amiberry three on the Pine Book is a um, full tutorial that's just been released by Epsilon on his blog, and this is really thorough. Um, he unboxes the Pine Book. He's got photographs of the whole procedure, where he kind of boots into the Linux that's on it first, and he tests the hardware, makes sure everything is working before switching to Amiberry. Then he puts Amiberry on, and he tries kind of different levels of demanding software, and he starts off with some OCS titles. You know, first Workbench, and that worked well. Some OCS games worked well demos um so then you know at a kind of there's a midpoint where he starts to notice issues the hardware struggles more and more it's really interesting because the point book is so cheap it's just under 200 euro so you can kind of have the amiga laptop um experience with it pretty easily if you're thinking about the point book it's really worth looking at this and you can decide kind of where your red lines are and uh do you want to go with it or not it was the demos where he noticed the most the most kind of strain you know maybe the audio or the visual wasn't quite right yes hitting the chipset hard 
yeah, very nice, very interesting um, review there. The Mediator PCI drivers have been updated. Now, I saw this a little while ago, and uh, the change notes are for the previous version in the archive, so I don't know exactly what's changed, but basically by the file dates, it's the key, the, the, the core library has been updated, and, you know, the vendors the vendors list, and, the, you know, it's basically settings files. So I don't know exactly what's changed, but it's probably worth an update all the same if you have a mediator. So the, that's a, yeah, the PCI library itself has been updated. Komoda and Amiga Plus have just released another issue of their magazine, and that's a paper issue, and um, it's 14th edition. Uh, inside, we can find reviews of war games, interviews with Henrik Stengard and Martin Norianda, also, another tutorial of Win UAE in practice, uh, reviews of uh, news items and descriptions of hardware. Apart from that, with the magazine, there's a cover disc available. It's a disc for C64. So uh, you can get it, you can buy it. Uh, the link will be uh, in the description notes. There are two versions. A version in Polish and the version in English language. Nice touch, the disc. Very nice. The Bombjack Beer Edition creator has started an assembly programming series. Graham McGeezer Cowie is his name. And this tutorial uh, series begins by configuring a tool chain, which will allow you to quickly test your code changes. And you can work using modern tools like Notepad++ say on Windows and rapidly build it and run it on UAE. I had a quick look at the first episode and I really want to follow along. If I could ever get time, it'll probably be the new year, but it looks really good, really thorough. All your questions will be answered there. Takes you right from the start. On another programming note, the MorphOS SDK has been uh, updated. So this is version 3.14 of the SDK. So there's a, a minor update. There was a, a much bigger update a while ago, and this is just uh, adds a few fixes and a few minor tweaks to the to the the current uh, SDK. So if you're if you're coding on MorphOS, that, that's a, a nice little update for you. Our last news item, EasyTag, has been updated for OS4 and now supports MP4, AAC, Wavepack and some other fixes that were included. So if you're on AA4, that's a nice one. Starting up the game section, Blastaway has been released for Amiga and thanks to Seamus for the tip. And that's available on itch.io. I bought that uh, for Amiga, uh, only finding out afterwards it's for OS4, so um, <laughs> in the future I will probably end up with an uh, OS4 machine anyway, so I'll, I'll hold on to it th- to then, but it looks really good. Another game, Black Dawn Rebirth, released, and this one's been a really good one, RPG game, set in the future, actually. It's a uh, 7th uh, edition. The game actually started in the 90s, early 90s, the graphics is nice. Playability is really nice. You can uh, buy it in two versions, the digital versions, which cost 13 Canadian dollars, or physical box art, uh, manual instruction, uh, discs, and it costs 60 Canadian dollars. The game itself is big. It takes six discs. Whoa. Oh, there's one more thing. Um, you can also download a demo version to see if you like it. That's the thing. Um, that's it. Wow, geez, I have to try that one out. Yeah, it looks good. It looks very good. 
And I think requirements are not that high as well. I think it 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 even runs on uh, Amiga 500 with one megabyte of RAM. Caveman for Commodore 64 has been released. This was a port of the 1980s grandstand Tomy um, electronics tabletop game written as an exercise in learning 6502 assembler. And um, it looks like a very simple, basic thing. But um, if you'd like to check out something new for your Commodore 64, there you go. Okay, so let's move on to Discoveries. So it's been a quiet month, actually, in general. It's been quiet for news, for games, for Discoveries. Um, So all I've discovered this month is that, that, well, Treasure Trap was made in Ireland and that um, James in our group actually lives, lived across the road from one of the developers. Treasure Trap is a game that I gave a one one try to quickly and couldn't really get anywhere with it and gave up on it and thought maybe it's just one of those games that wasn't very good but um i just looked it up again there after i saw james's post uh, on facebook and it's rated 7.45 on lemon amiga which is quite a high score so um yeah i must i'm definitely going to give that game another try because it does look really nice um, last month I was talking about, um, um, setting up Amiga OS, uh, the system mainly. I found a really nice tutorial on a website. The, the tutorial is very thorough and it takes you through all the stages of installation, starting from a simple one, you know, and it takes you step by step. Uh, you can add the patches as well on that side. It, it tells you how to, how to apply them, how to use them. You can you upgrade your, your icons and, uh, you can go through Blitzkick as well. It shows you all the, all the information and tutorials. If, if you use, for example, Blizzard cards, the link will be, of course, in the description notes. But, uh, if you like experimenting and if you like thorough tutorials why not have a look it's it's really good one now i have a discovery here which is just sort of uh, <laughs> literally, literally just remembered that i found this out um there i was a little while ago looking at i had this crazy idea that i would do a little bit of programming on my old atari 800 now it's clearly I don't have the time for it so uh, it's nothing ever happened but when i was researching the different languages available I found a version of BASIC that was a much improved version compared to the built-in BASIC, the standard uh, BASIC that it comes with. And uh, it turns out it was written by Thomas Richter, who is also an Amiga OS developer. Uh-huh. So uh, there you go. Before he was uh, developing the the guts of the Amiga OS, and he still is, 3.1.4, he was one of the three main guys on that. Um, so before he was doing that, he was, um, yeah, he was developing core components and core languages for for the Atari 8-bits. Cool. Nice. Right, let's move on to the events. The Nightmare Before Christmas is our end-of-year event at the Computer Museum in Galway, and it's on Friday the 13th of December. We're going to, uh, of course, have the CD32 connected to the projector as always in the Commodore 64. But we're going to have the whole museum hooked up, all of the arcade cabinets, 
and basically anything there that can play a game will be up and running so um, come along and you can um, you're welcome to dress in the theme of either something Christmassy something scary because it's a nightmare before Christmas or something for computer games or nothing uh, no theme at mm-hmm. all if you're if you're not into that it's a bit, bit cold for that kind of stuff though <laughs> <laughs> So that's Friday the 13th of December from 6 to 8 at the CCMI, the Computer Museum in Galway. Oh, and a call for anyone listening um, who's living, you know, anywhere in Ireland, Northern Ireland, to put up a poster for the event in January to let people know. If you get in touch, uh, we can send you either um, something you can print, a PDF, or in some cases we'll post, we're going to post a limited number. We're already sending quite a few out now to a few computer shops and stuff. But um, if you'd like to be involved in that and help promote the event, please get in touch. Right. Thanks to The Rage, they seem to be taking our poster, which is really good, press the information about the Amiga Island event. So thank you very much, guys, for that. Those guys are brilliant. Um, they're, I, I actually really like it. It's a, it's a retro game shop, but also oh, has okay. uh, they sell vinyl as well. It's The Rage is the retro art and gaming emporium something along those lines so um yeah so it's a small little shop in the middle of dublin and it it has it's mostly console games but occasionally they have c64s and sts i've yet to see an amiga crop up in their newsfeed but uh it's probably probably some point will um but they've got a massive selection of console games and big big vinyl selection as well so um yeah they're well worth popping in they're in um oh they're near stevens green if you'll know the area of fade street fade street uh, so they're, they're there just across the road from like the, the no name bar, as I used to call cool. it, or the, the snail bar, whatever it's called. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, it's a great little, great little shop. Cool. You seem to know uh, Dublin pretty well by just uh, the, the airport <laughs> and the bus, and the bus station. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's the thing. Cause I'm just, you know, I'm just, usually when I come to Ireland, I just, you know, like, uh, land in, uh, in Dublin and mm-hmm. then quickly go from the terminal, you know, like to the bus station, but with, with it's like straight a, straight down to Athlone. <laughs> yeah. With a, with a, with a quick stop for, you know, like a coffee and uh, yeah, like something yeah. to eat <laughs> and see, then straight to Athlone and that's it. Yeah. You see, in that area, there are a few really good pubs and so <laughs> I spent a lot of time <laughs> a lot of time walking past that shop when it's closed I, I, just, <laughs> I, I just I just have to you know like uh, intentionally fly one day to Dublin and just you know like stop by for yeah. longer than in you know, like 45 minutes absolutely absolutely yeah, a few of us meet you there you know I know there's um, a few uh, Megans in Dublin as well yeah yeah, yeah. George perhaps George's probably listening now he's a but but perhaps we could just visit the rage as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well worth yeah, a look. Yeah. Brilliant. Worth 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 checking. Now, um, and so as we were uh, saying earlier, um, uh, we have beside us where we're going to have the show in January in Athlone, the Utopia Spa. And uh, so, yeah, we give them another little shout out and say if you if you are thinking of bringing your other half along and they're not particularly interested in spending eight hours in a hotel room with a load of Amiga enthusiasts, um, <laughs> you can uh, s- s- send them in next door to the spa and, uh, let, you know, that they'll, they'll have a great time as well. Yeah, in case that edge case should ever occur. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, okay, so let's see. Ask Amiga's up next. There's a question came up on retrocomputing stack exchange and uh, basically there was a 
you know, the, the CDTV CR, which is a basically a cost reduced CDTV. Now, this is one of these like unicorn machines that only ever sort of made it to prototype stage. So there's probably a few handfuls of them in existence they crop up for crazy money sometimes but basically the cdtv is an amiga 500 in a nice little hi-fi stack case but the cdtv cr is an amiga 600 in the same kind of case so it's a it's a cd uh, amiga 600 but it was never released so very very rare but the specification for it has mention of a, a 65 co2 which is basically an old the uh, a version of the old 6502 that uh powered pretty much the majority of the 8-bit machines like the commodore 64 the atari 8 bits the bbc micro BBC, the BBC nes micro, yeah uh, yeah everything everything used this chip it was uh and it was originally a MOS chip which you know obviously uh was a, com- a commodore owned facility and i think uh, i think i think apple too was uh yeah. was was based on 6502 as well. It was, yeah. 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 There, a lot of them. So it's basically, uh, you know, the 8-bit computer revolution would not be what it is, what it was without the 6502. So, um, so this, this person's asking a, a question about, you know, what's this in the specification for and stuff. But it's actually, believe it or not, you've got one in, in your Amiga. I absolutely guarantee it. Every Amiga has one in it, either on the motherboard or in the keyboard. So, Basically, this, what the story is, is that because Commodore had their chip fab, they, they made a lot of different custom chips for things. And the keyboard controller that they made has a 6502 core in it. Oh, man. So, so every, every Commodore Amiga keyboard has this controller. Now, on the Amiga 600 and 1200, it's on the motherboard. And it's a variation on a theme, but it still has the same core. So it's an actual little... Cool. Basically, it's like a, it's like a little mini C64 inside your keyboard. And I has, didn't know that. And it has ROM and it has RAM and it has a few other little bits on it all put into this one chip case. So it's, you've got your 6502 core, you've got your ROM, you, you, basically a little <sighs> boot, boot ROM for running the keyboard. And, uh, yeah, there you go. So pretty much every, uh, every Amiga out there has that either in the keyboard or on the motherboard. That's another chip that we learned about in college that I wasn't too interested in because I didn't realize it was an Amiga. <laughs> <laughs> we did the Motorola 68000 as well, like, you know. Yeah. No, we, we did the 6809 for our 8, 8-bit uh, classes, um, which which I liked, but um, that was used for sod all. Um, was it used for... Uh, there's one really unusual computer that it was used for. Was it not maybe the Dragon? No, not the Dragon. <laughs> Um, but there's a MS, um, M- MSX. No, that was ZH. I think that was this, yeah. Um, MSX, but uh, there was there was one machine that used a six eight oh nine, and everything else basically used either the Z eighty or six five oh two. I know which one. It was Sinclair QL Quantum Leap. Quite possibly, quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure about <laughs> it. I'm pretty sure about it because I've I've recently watched uh, Microman. Ah, yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, so yeah. I think I'm I'm pretty sure uh, about this six uh six eight oh oh nine yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's basically the forerunner to the sixty eight thousand mm-hmm. so the, like, that's right if you like the eight bit version of it and uh, yeah but yeah it, it wasn't nearly as uh, prolific as the six five oh two or Z eighty but yeah nice nice little chip must get one <laughs> <laughs> for for no reason. Our top tweet was, uh, funnily enough, I was only tangentially related to Amiga. Star Trek The Next Generation had a Boing Ball, an Amiga Boing Ball, uh, <laughs> rendered in one of their scenes. 
and it was from the episode where they all of the children get kidnapped from the Enterprise and um, beamed or transported down to this planet where they couldn't have children because mm-hmm. the um, well they didn't you know well actually I won't spoil the ending in case you look for it but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I remember I remember that episode it was a uh, first season. <laughs> Yeah. I, yes, it was, and they had yeah. the, the the cigarette smoking man from. Sorry, not him, but it was a guy from X Files uh, who was also in the X Files later. Was yeah. uh, acted in that. Hmm. So um, that was our top tweet of the uh, month. <laughs> um, and on Facebook, the top post, and these are just reported by by Facebook. The the top of the list this month is Stuart, who posted his Amiga twelve hundred playing TFX. Mm-hmm. And Stuart uh, looks like he's got a very nice speaker set up actually with his A1200 there. And um, mm-hmm. honourable mentions also to Tony, James, Seamus and Mark are also in joint second right behind Stuart there. I remember getting that and it it, it needs it needs hefty horsepower behind it. And it's, it's a shame they, they really tried to shoehorn it onto the Amiga and onto the Amiga screen modes. And as a result, it doesn't actually benefit from a graphics card, which is a shame because it would run like grease lightning on a graphics card. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely tied to the AGA chipset. So, uh, like, you know, what they did was very impressive. And with a decent CPU, it really does, it really is a, a, an impressive bit of work. But, um, ah, oh, missed opportunity, I think. For the 1% of people who had a graphics card. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've had some new members. Hello to Andrew Sidal, Elias Souza. Gerardo Fernandez Peites and Dirk Segers. Welcome to the group. We're nearly at 500 members now. Cool. Congratulations. That's all from us. It's a short episode this week. There hasn't been much on, but to anyone who's um, booked, I want to let you know, first of all, thanks for booking in with, uh, for Amiga Ireland 2020. Really looking forward to seeing you. We've got, uh, one or two nice treats in the works as well that we're probably not going to mention until the day because I think they are nicer as a surprise. Yeah, uh, so quite a few people have booked tickets already, which is really nice. We're going to release an update podcast, but we will, uh, between now and then, maybe something on Christmas Eve, but we will definitely, one way or another, have our January episode, a podcast episode, uh, before the event. Until the next time, music was by Virtual Dimensions, as well as Banjo Guy Ollie. And the song of the month is The Great Bath, a Christmas edit from Turrican 2, originally by Chris Hulsbeck, obviously. Uh, this arrangement is by CZ Tunes, and that's a nice touch to get in the Christmas spirit. Have a nice holiday, everybody, or whatever it is you're doing over the next couple of weeks, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
<laughs> so maybe just uh, turn on the radio beside you or something while we uh, go, go into play the game. Some so. Yeah, play, play some, some modules. Yeah, play some modules or SIDS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 